It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number two. He's Dustin. I'm Jim. We're talking Penn State football. And actually, we're going to expand the conversation a little bit in this segment, uh, Dusty. For those who don't know, we are recording on Monday prior to the college football championship game. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, pretend it's prior to the game. So when Dusty makes his obviously foolish prediction, you'll, you'll understand why. But before we get actually to the college football championship game, the rematch between Georgia and Alabama... Something perhaps even more important is happening uh, than the the championship uh, game, Dusty, and that is there's a committee that's been put together that is talking about the college football playoffs itself and the potential to expand it. Now, just a little bit of background. The contract for the four-team playoff, I think, goes through the 25 season, so a few more years. But... About a year ago or so, this committee comes out, gets everyone excited because it appears that it's going to be expanded to 12 teams, which I think would be fantastic. A whole bunch more playoff games, which would be really exciting. Then, and correct me if I'm wrong with these the series events, but Texas and Oklahoma blindsides everybody, uh, especially in the Big 12, announcing they're shifting to the Southeast Conference. Meanwhile, the commissioner of the Southeast Conference, who has to know this is going on, was part of the committee and never told anybody about this change happening. And all of a sudden, everyone was kind of up in arms, and now it's this expanding to the 12-team playoffs. Everyone's wondering, is, is it a power play by the Southeast Conference? Everyone's up in arms about it, and no other way to put it, they're going to get into pretty much a spitting contest, which means we'll, we will probably be left with a four-team playoff for the foreseeable future. Did I wrap that up correctly? Yeah, and, and, and I, I don't really know. I mean, really the the definition of foreseeable future is what's at stake um, going into a meeting with, with university presidents on Monday. You know, there has to be unanimous agreement if they're going to alter the current contract that they're locked in through 2025. So this really comes down to... Not if the college football playoffs will expand, but some of the finer details and, and for our sake, whether that will occur sooner than later or whether this this contract is going to play out before we see the expansion. And then obviously, you know, there are some other sticking points, too, that you could see from conferences along the way, such as automatic qualifiers and whether that should be um, a thing or whether that shouldn't be a thing. You know, I think you're going to see the SEC maybe not really on board with automatic qualifiers because they feel like if there is a let's say a 12 team playoff, they're going to feel like they're going to get eight or nine teams, and they don't want they don't want to share that. Exactly, and the fact is, like this year with four teams, they still get two in, um, and I think that some of the schools or some of the conferences, like the Pac-12, they want it to be eight teams instead of 12, and their thinking is that they'll get an automatic bid 
with an eight-team playoff. They're only going to get one team in, whether it's eight or 12. So they'd rather than be eight. And if it's four, they're not going to get anybody in. So that's why the the number that they want. So everybody's saying, what is in it for me, for my conference? And the fact is, by fighting in that way, what they're losing, Dustin, is a lot of money. Now, that's the part I can't understand. As a fan, I want to see the expanded playoffs for more playoff games. You would think that these conferences would say, there's so much money at stake. And, and the idea of staying and waiting, staying with the 14 playoff until 26, is that's the current contract with ESPN, and they would have to break that contract and to expand the playoffs, and they would be limited probably to ESPN for the next couple of years. Whereas if they wait till 26, they could expand it and open it up to more competition. Well, the problem is you can revise that contract with ESPN for just the next couple of years. ESPN will pay you more money for more games. That's the way it'll work. And everybody would make more money, and a lot more teams make the playoffs. Dustin. What is the downside to expanding sooner? Well, I mean, first of all, let, let's just put it this way. How much radical change can and should happen to one sport at one given time? You're looking at, you know, name image likeness and, and having a kind of a disproportionate effect on football as opposed to other sports. You're looking at, um, you know, college football playoff expansion, you're looking at player empowerment, you know, just in general at, at, a, at a whole new level. You're looking at the transfer portal and the changes in the recruiting calendar. I mean, this is a really from, from top to bottom is the very, it's the very beginning of a kind of like a Titanic shift in the way college football playoff business is done. And I've been on board with trying to jump, jump into this, you know, head first right out of the gates. You know, I think I think there's all kinds of reason to do that. It's just a matter of whether all these different constituents will play nice and whether there's, you know, and I, it does seem like there's there's plenty of money to go around to appease everyone from ESPN to each individual um, conference because conferences are going to have different objectives than, than others. You know, I think you're going to have the SEC trying to flex its muscle in all these different types of conversations, but there's so much going on. I, I feel like we should take a bird's eye view and really just appreciate, you know, yes, playoff expansion is, is a big one, but there's so much big stuff happening at once. There is, Dusty, but I, and maybe I'm just looking at this as a fan. I don't think so. I think I'm also looking to the business side of this, and I'm searching, and I can't find a downside. Now, I know one of the issues that people bring up is that it could cheapen the regular season. I would argue it would enhance the regular season because right now, if a team loses a game early or, God forbid, a second game by midseason, as things currently are, you're out of it. You know, if you're from the Pac-12, even one loss could do you in. This would make more games important because besides teams at the top, you have all these teams fighting to get in. Plus, if you had a situation where there's 12 teams, you win the conference, you're probably getting in. It enhances every conference championship game also. So I'm, I'm searching and I can't find a downside to it, Dusty. 
Well, let's just say for a second that it does have an adverse effect on the regular season. Let's just let's just concede that point. I don't necessarily believe it. I tend to believe, you know, how how you think about it too. But let's just say it does. It's it just feels so backwards to to push back against progress because you're trying to protect the regular season. I understand that that's what makes college football playoff there's there, or college football playoff special is that you know, on a weekly basis, one loss could knock you out of, of everything. But, you know, I, I, I think um, times are changing a little bit. And I think uh, that dynamic is, you know, you can you can still have that. Spe- you still have the tradition. You still have every win matters. Every week matters because it's such a short season. I don't think you're going to cheapen that anyway. So, I, A, I don't think it's worth protecting. B, I don't think it's going to have that, that adverse of, a, of a, an effect. I think it's going to have, you know, in the short term, to have more teams vying for a spot. You're going to have more teams, that, to your point, going into the second half of the season still with a mathematical shot of getting in. And I also, also think there's, you know, lo- big picture, long-term benefits to have it in an environment where more teams get to, uh, get onto that biggest stage and get to have that that opportunity to turn that playoff appearance into something bigger, into something better. Um, you know, I, I, the the Alabamas and the Georgias. I mean, there's still going to be some dominance involved there. You're still going to have you know a, a, a small collection of teams um, still dominating. But I do think the playoff offers hope and it offers hope to more teams outside of the southern part of the United States that they can at least have the opportunity to, to get there. And then if you get there and you're, let's say you're the nine seed and you beat Alabama, what does that do for your program and your school? Exactly. Some, only good things could happen from expanding the playoffs, Dusty. All right, let's get to it. Championship game. It's Georgia. It's Alabama. Georgia, two-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama the last we checked. Uh, Georgia was considered the best team in the country most of the season. They ended up losing badly to Alabama in the Southeast Conference championship game. How do you look at this one, Dustin? Is this a case where – you know, the old saying, it's hard to beat the same team twice in a season. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so, but it's even harder to beat Alabama. You know, it's hard to beat the same team <laughs> twice, but it's harder to beat Alabama. That's where I'm coming from. So it's a little surprising, I think, to see Georgia as a favorite in this game. Maybe with that in mind, I think, you know, I think Vegas seemed to like what they saw uh, against Michigan. But, you know, to me, Alabama is not Michigan, you know, player for player with only a few exceptions, Alabama is throwing a more special athlete out there at almost every position on the field. So I I don't really love Stetson Bennett's chances of, of repeating what he did against Michigan. He struggled. He makes made some mistakes the last time around. Um, John Mechie is not playing, which that does take, take away a little bit of teeth from that Alabama passing attack. But I don't think Georgia's going to have much of a matchup for for Jamison Williams. Um, you know, it was it was nice to see you know Alabama's running game play center stage against the Cincinnati team that had a pretty good secondary. They were able to ride Brian Robinson Jr. What it comes down to me, Jim, is that I I will not bet against Nick Saban in a situation like this. I will I will not bet against Nick Saban, and that goes beyond the fact that he's what like. 8-0 against Kirby Smart or 7-0 against Kirby Smart. I think there's something to that, and I like Alabama to win. Not win big, but I see a similar script playing out to the last time. I've got this 
probably not a smart take on it, but I do believe a little bit in that hard-to-beat-a-same-team, especially it's not like, okay, you beat them in September and now you beat them again in January. It was just a few weeks ago, and I feel that that loss for Georgia, this is their second chance. And I look at them as saying, we're not going to let it happen again. You're not often given a second chance in life. We are. And winning this game, all of a sudden the Southeast Conference Championship game means nothing if they could win this one. I think that's the motivation going in. They're obviously a very talented team. I think Georgia's going to win. And listen, I, I respect that opinion. And, you know, but Alabama has the capability, probably more so than any other program in America, to change their tactics completely. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they lean on this running game because Georgia's revved up to stop what beat them before. I think you could see a, an Alabama team that has completely different game plans on both sides of the ball because they're able to do that and do it well. I got Alabama women. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it 31 24. Okay, I'll call it 31-24 the other way then, Dusty. Fair enough. We'll see which one of us is right. Some of you listening, you probably already know which one of us was correct. That's it for quarter number two. Dusty, stick around. We're going to get back to Penn State football. We're going to talk about those early enrollees. Stay tuned. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.